You've landed at the Glass Elevator podcast. Thanks for joining. Now, you may have just stumbled upon us on a Sunday afternoon, or you may have come straight from Instagram. Either way, we love the fact you have found us. Hopefully, you'll tune in every week to listen to us, which would be awesome. We are two open and honest sisters discussing normal life with a direct focus on human behaviours and mental health struggles. Hayley and I have a discussion each week on a new topic that we have direct personal experience with. So, expect frank, researched and positive talk. Now, let's not forget, we are sisters and this comes with a natural and normal chit chat and we do class ourselves as quite funny although we had no offers to do stand up just yet we are chalk and cheese but come together in a way that seems to work and that you love if you want to get in touch head over to our instagram the glass elevator or email us at the glass elevator at protonmail.com right better let you get on with all that listening Welcome to episode 10. In this episode, we're going to be talking about empowerment. Now, I'm sure you've heard about this. We're going to be really breaking it down, what it means to be empowered, how we get there, how we empower ourselves and how we empower our children. It'll be a really good episode to listen to. I know that I'm really looking forward to this episode, Hayley. Just saying the word empowerment, I just feel like I know it already. So I'm very interested in delving a little bit into this particular word and seeing exactly what it means to me and see if there's anything else that I need to be working on to reach full empowerment level. Hope you do too. It's up next. So we're back for week, we're week 10. Week 10. Yay. I know. Double digits. It is double digits. It's a bit weird, but it is good. I really, um, I like it. It's good. Welcome back, everybody. Yep, this is week 10, episode 10 of the Glass Elevator podcast. Me and Hayley are seasoned professionals now at this kind of like, we don't get any kind of hot sweats doing this anymore. We're just totally chilled out. <laughs> we do. Um, and so if you're coming back for this, uh, you know, 10th episode, thank you very much for returning. Brilliant. Excellent. Now, um, if you were part of the live uh, that we had on Tuesday evening this week, you will um, notice that both, well, I was certainly excited about this episode because Hayley kind of dangled a <laughs> carrot, like weirdly in front of me, like some weirdo and, and said, um, you know, I'm really excited about this. I can't wait to tell you about it, Claire. This is brilliant. And so I'm literally waiting on tender hooks for this. So I am going to pass you over to Hayley, who is going to tell you and me what we are going to talk about today. So Hayley, there you go. Thank you. Right. I feel like you've really raised me up now. Everyone's going to be like, what is it? Um, Right. This week, I want to talk about empowerment. Lovely. And... I kind of was not stumbled across, but you know, when you have these, I I was doing a lot of reading and stuff and thinking about my children and I always try and check myself if you like, like, how is my parenting going? Like, what, what am I doing? Am I really listening? You know, I do a lot of that. And also to myself and I was coming across and this word just came up, empowerment or being empowered. And I thought, Actually, we use this word, but I want to find out a little bit more about it. Like, we say, oh, yeah, that really empowered me, that empowered me. But actually, what is the process of empowerment? And how do we really feel empowered? 
How do we get to that space? And when I started reading about it and doing research about it and talking about and, and reading articles about doing, uh, empowering our daughters, empowering our children, empowering ourselves, I thought, wow, this is such, this is actually not an easy, but there are steps that you can gain empowerment really quickly. Um, so I'll just give you the meaning of empowerment first. Good. And it's the process of becoming stronger and more confident, especially in controlling one's life and claiming one's rights. Basically acting on your own authority. And this seems like big, but wow, like when I read that paragraph, I think, I want some of that. That mm. is amazing. And it does get me pumped because I think what I, what I found interesting and what I didn't realize that I don't, when I left my last partner and I drove away in my car and I had my car packed full of all my stuff, I remember this feeling of, of I didn't name it being empowered. I just said, I felt so liberated. I was just, it, just amazing. And ever since then, I've had this need to pass this feeling on, if you like, to other people. Like, you don't have to be in these bad relationships. Mm. It's actually amazing. You fight through it. And I realized what I'd done is I'd been empowered. You've empowered yourself. I've empowered myself. And the thing about being empowered is it's contagious. Once you actually are empowered, you want to pass it on to other people. You want other people to feel that feeling. So that's what I also like about it is it's not just a feeling that stays with you and you go, yeah, I'm this, or yeah, I've gained some self-awareness. It's something that actually drives you to want to pass it on. And that's what I like because it's passing other stuff on to other people is spreading the love if you like um i think it's so nice I, that you've i think you've nice that you brought this up i don't know sorry i just jumped in there but i oh. think it's nice you brought it up because i think empowerment is a lovely word and i think it's good to say slowly as well empowerment what does it mean because this word is like a kind of trend word at the moment isn't it i guess with a lot of other things that happen you know oh we're feeling empowered and you know we've got empowerment powerful you know and um you can just say things and suddenly it just doesn't mean anything anymore because you're just mm. saying it because you've heard it a lot it's like saying tesco or you know you know a, a supermarket name you know you just don't even think about it more it becomes part of your vocabulary whereas it, by bringing this up in this episode Haley. We're asking, you're saying to us, is it's not a particular topic. It's not discussing a specific, a specific science of something. It's asking our listeners to listen to a word and evaluate what that word means again in more depth and how it can lean to your life and different scenarios in your life. And I like that. That's a, that's a great way, again, mm. to pull us back to some of the basics of how we can regain control of ourselves, regain a trust in ourselves, self, you know, self-love and all that, you know, you know, like you say, this even self-love word, you know, is becoming kind of, oh yeah, what does that even mean anyway? Um, you know, it's the same thing. So I, I really think that's, you know, th th I've written down a few things that you were saying, you know, how does it make you, you know, feel the process of becoming, you know, liberated, empowered, you find it's, you know, contagious and infectious, yeah. things like that are really powerful words just in themselves. Yeah. Yeah, mm. it, it, exactly. And I think sometimes I've used the word empowerment myself and maybe I have kind of 
misunderstood a little bit of what the whole meaning of it is. Like you say, we throw it around, oh, I'm feeling empowered, I'm feeling empowered. When actually, when I was really looking into this word, it's not something you just feel. Like for instance, um, if you're reading, like we were saying on the um, live, when we're reading these self-help books, we, we, like I think at one point you said, oh, I'm I felt empowered. Well, you could feel inspired, but you wouldn't feel empowered just yet. The point of empowerment is you have to work for it a little bit and you can't just feel it. To experience actual empowerment, you have to apply the feelings in the world and get results from them. Mm. So for instance, if you're reading your self-help book, you can sit there and think, wow, I'm feeling pumped. I'm feeling inspired. I'm feeling like I want to do it, but you wouldn't feel empowered yet. What you would have to do is if you took those things from all those notes from that self-help book and then you applied them to your, your life and you made that change and then you got the results you liked or, or you wanted, then you would feel empowered. Because the point of empowerment is creating change, having an impact on the world around you. So just by reading something, you can feel inspired, you feel that drive or that desire to change something. That's where that empowerment comes from, is that in drive to change. So and when you then, yeah, so yeah, so, exactly, so it could be, for instance, like if you, you've got a complaint against something, like a business or whatever, or a company or, or whatever, you're not happy. Now you could sit there and have a moan, which, you know, I know I've done, oh, they're really annoying. But then you get that particular person that will go, no, 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 not having it. And they will go that little bit further and they create an impact. And then they get mm. a result, which is a successful result where they've, they've created a bit of a change. They've made an impact on the world around them that they're not just someone. A little wave almost. A little, wave. yeah, a little wave. And with that comes the empowerment. And what I love about these small little changes that we can do, or we get these little waves, as you said, which is quite a nice way of putting it. How, when we experience that, we only, we don't just give ourselves empowerment, we create our sense of value, our sense of self. It feeds all of that, which is amazing. Because I think if you can do that, then again, you're relying less on other people. You're bringing it to yourself. And, and I just thought, it just seems like a simple word that we all know, but actually when we look into it, I know for me, it's kind of stayed with me for a little bit that I think I can read this stuff and I can, and I can have this urge inside of me, but actually, and I must admit definitely recently, I've had this urge inside of me that I think there's something more, there's something more that I need to be mm. doing. And I've been watching I have a lot had of that programs. Too. I have had that too. It's like I'm not reaching my full potential. And it goes back to when we were talking about Maslow and his hierarchy of um, human needs, not reaching your full potential. This is just like that. It's like that desire inside of you that something needs to change. And that comes before the empowerment itself is that desire to change. And I thought, I'm getting that, but I don't know. But I'm never going to feel that empowerment until I create that impact. I think that's and a really good, um, I think that's really good to sort of break it down like that because, you know, you have to truly understand something to be able to take it in and apply it. Like, 
you know, um, you can sit there and listen to someone, what they say, or you can read a book, but I mean, it does go in your head. I mean, that's what our, how our brains oh, are fantastic, yeah. but it just doesn't, you know, you have to help it out somewhere and put it somewhere or apply it somewhere for it to really, you know, add, you know, quite a lot of, you know, I guess, difference or change to your life. And I think that's, it's a good way yeah. of um, describing that, that ultimately you could sort of see that line of inspiration of which then you create yeah change um which it would what inspiration inspiration itself would create i guess a reaction in you would you say in somebody a reaction it's creating that desire to Uh, change desire to make an impact so here we go you could go into so so i'm just writing this down because i think it's quite a nice line to travel down so once you get inspired instead of just jumping and thinking i'm inspired and then mm-hmm. just leaving it in the wind, as it were. You could feel inspired and then you're going to go, um, I, I'm going to change my inspiration. I'm going to change my inspired feeling into a desire. So I'm going to write that down. I'm yeah. going to write desire down and I'm going to write, how do I, how is this inspirational moment or thought or person, yeah. you know, um, what's my next step? So my next step then is from inspiration down to desire so then I think to myself, let's make some notes of what, what's desirable from my inspiration. What did I yeah. feel more likely able to achieve from that? So, so maybe not what you can achieve right now, but what you would desirably yeah, like to like be able to Like a line of goals. Yeah, like a yeah, line of goals. That's, that's really important. And when I was doing my reading, um, this came up a little bit as well of if you want to achieve that empowerment to maybe write it down, put it on paper and you know, it goes back to the self-awareness, listening to ourselves, writing things down, breaking things down and doing a little bit, not necessarily a timeline where you're putting right in a year's time, I want to do that. But just like what Claire said, that little, those little steps of breaking things down. Okay. I've, I've got a, there's something inside me that's been moved a little bit about what I've read or just something that I've seen, heard, I've been moved. And I feel like, I want to change something. I feel like I want to make a bit of an impact. How do I do that and break it down? But also, you know, you can make an impact and they don't have the results that you need. So therefore you wouldn't get the impact, but it's all a learning curve, if you like. So So if you didn't get the impact... Because I think this you might, might be worth worthwhile, like writing down and allowing others. Maybe we can put something together here, Hayley. You know, that yeah. would be a really good work. I, I hate the word workflow because it is sort of generally business related. I think that workflow, <laughs> process flow, thought flow, whatever. Um, but along those lines, but once in order. So if you feel inspired by something, you then have a desire. So we could just like a little waterfall effect of where you would maybe travel with this particular. So you you know, desire. And then in that, you'd put a line of your life goals. And then from that desire, you'd then create, um, you'd have a reaction, hopefully. From what any of those desires, hopefully yeah. they'd create some sort of reaction within yourself. So, um, and then, so you'd discuss what reactions you may take in order to be able to achieve some of those desires. Maybe not all, because sometimes you can give yourself too much to do. And then that's where we would then feel, then we would make change. And again, you know, reactions, you know, what reactions can you do right now? And what reactions would you need to do in the future to create change? And then you might end up right at the bottom of the waterfall with um, a couple of things that you're able to change right now. Um, Yeah. Changes right now, of which you would then be able to 
circle yourself all the way back to feeling empowered because once those changes have happened with yeah. action, which is what you said, yeah, um, and um, they have successful results. For you yeah, to feel success- properly empowered, they need to have successful results. So it could be that you're having, um, for instance, um, a problem at work. Let's take the work situation as we're kind of on that. Um, you've got a, a worry or a complaint, but in your head you're thinking, I'm not sure how this is going to be um, taken. Am I good enough? Should I be doing it? You talk about it with all your colleagues, but that's not really going to ever make any movement. You really need to talk to the big boss. You doing that and putting something in place. So again, yeah. like you said, we're going, right, this is my worry. I have an issue. I want to change that. So I'm going to break it down. What do I... What do I want? What do I where, want? To where put can I get inspiration person? from? So I think the first thing is if you've yeah, got a you worry or a, lot a concern, of information. Yeah, when you've got a worry or concern, you think to yourself, I need to find a solution, right? So you look yeah. for that word. So I've got a worry or concern. How can I fix it? Well, that might be just too close together. Those two things might be just too close together for your head. So if you take it step by step, so if we take inspiration, uh, so if we take a problem, yeah. and then what you need to do is that you need to be able to feel inspired to create a desire, to create a reaction, to create a change, to then feel empowered to, you know, for some of those to make a change, right? Or, well, sorry, to feel, yeah. to, to, make, to, to make a change of which then, um, you know, that once you've made those successful changes and you've got results and there's an action in place, then yeah. you then feel empowered by that decision or that solution or something, you know, along those lines. And I think that's a really nice way. I think we'll probably write that up and put it together. Yeah. No, that, that, would, that, I think that would be helpful. I think that would be good because it's also getting the most out of your experience. And we've said this before when you said like stretch things out, that is that we can use these to in exactly the same way. I've got a problem with my boss or I'm not a problem with my boss, but I've got a problem with my work situation or I need a pay rise or I'm not happy with where I'm sitting in the office. You know, it could be just little things like that. Yeah, I mean, let's take... You go, right, actually, instead of just going to that boss and going, right, I need to change. This needs to change. You're breaking things down. Right, I know I want something to change. What do I want to change? What would be the best result? Well, actually, I've got a few solutions. Gathering that information. Well, I prefer to be somewhere else in the office. Or, I've, you know, gather that information that backs up your evidence. Build up your evidence then when you go to that person, your boss or whatever, you can explain all of this. And then it's more likely to be received like, right, okay, they've taken the time. Yeah, they care. You know? Because there's nothing they worse. Care, you go they've up taken to, the time. Yeah. Like you go up and then to, if they, yeah. Go on. And then if they come back and say, okay, that's a value point. I'm going to think about that. Or actually, these are the reasons I can't do it or whatever. Or yeah, actually, let's see if we can make that work we can, you will then feel empowered because you think, God, I've made that bit of an impact. That, that was a big boss there. And yeah, I impacted the, my world just a little bit. And, and then that also, yeah. your self-worth. So also, it just goes on. There's also, um, you know, a possible pitfall as well here, though, I must add, is if you are suffering from anxiety or something called yeah. imposter syndrome, which we've discussed mm-hmm. before, all right? Now, you could easily... Generally, people that suffer from imposter syndrome are incredibly um, forthcoming, quite successful, forward-thinking individuals, hard workers, right? So if you're, you, you would 
ultimately want to succeed in this particular flow. You'd be like, yeah, I love that. I see that. I see the benefit of that. I see that. A pitfall of somebody with imposter syndrome is that they will happily follow this flow, right? And then they'll get to the point of feeling empowered. They've made that change and it will feel amazing. But then there'll be a black hole right next to that word empowerment. Okay. And that black hole will be, was it really you though? Did you really do this? Did you really create this empowerment? Did you do that? So I would say that by following that flow, it's really important, but also being aware yeah. that there may be that little voice or that little black hole that creeps up beside it that's, uh, that's cu- encouraging you to self-sabotage um, and just drop yourself in that hole and say, actually, I didn't empower myself. My, my boss gave me the, the, the right tools to do that. My daughter. Now, in order to try and stop that from happening one being a very aware of it that you're going to own each piece of these yeah right and then make immediate change um and sorry immediate steps to continue with that empowerment journey straight after you've done one task and gained empowerment for that particular piece so as Haley said there's nothing worse than going up to someone and say can i have this it, it's like it's like a dead end question. What does that even mean? Why? Because the questions that are going to come next from the receiver are, why do you need it? What's why is it so important? Could you wait a day or two? <clears throat> these all these questions. What's the need now, right at this moment? If you went to your boss and said, um, "Can I have a pay rise?" and he said, "Well, why do you want a pay rise?" and you say, "Well, um, because market rates, you know, ten, every ten, you know, I'm supposed to go up every ten year, uh, every ten percent every year." That's that. I mean, what does that mean even to the, to the, to the person receiving that the boss, you know, he or she might turn around and say, well, okay, fine. But what can you tell me the value that you're giving the business, the company to, to warrant that extra, Mm. that extra salary and and you can't having that expectant nature by going up to them and saying, right, I've looked back through some of the work that I've done over the last two and a half years. And I've put into this and I noticed that I've managed to build this from scratch and I've done this. I've created that. I really, um, I've bought the, I've, I've built this team up here or I've, um, put all these documents together. I've created all these process flows for this. And I really do feel that I've, I've managed to hit all of the targets and goals that I was, was tasked with during this last year and a half, two years. And, um, what I'd like to do is be able to achieve other parts, you know, other, you know, um, tasks or, you know, uh, projects or anything like that, or, or merits, I guess, in the business. Um, I'd like to learn new things. And so you'd say in order, I'd like to be able to do that is by doing this job, or uh, I'd like to maybe, you know, consider be considered to consider for this role or, or work in this office, or if it is just goal oriented in terms of salary, you know, you have to, salary is a big one for businesses because they ultimately want to be able to sort of give you money, but you have to be able to kind of be making the money or at least contributing to the business, which helps them make more money. Um, Sad as it is, that's business. Um, And if you love what you do and you're empowered and inspired by each thing that you're Mm. doing in your life, especially with work, you can really, really... um, start to um you know clock up those little stacks that you'll be able to present to your you know your boss um in a in a very clear and concise way where they can see a path ahead as well because they need to feel Mm. they need to feel inspired by you as well so yes you might go and ask for a pay rise and you might have all of this thing but you know they're going to feel then very inspired by what you've brought to the table to them just as much as if you were talking to your partner 
or you were talking to your child or anything like that, if they came to you and said, I want this and you say, look, I'm sorry, but you know, I, I don't think that that's something you need right now, whatever else. But if you, you know, work towards this task and you show me that you can do this and you really, really like what you're doing, you know, say, let's say for instance, an art set, a really expensive art set. And they say, look, you know, I really want this. This is what I really want. I can't do any of my like work without this. Then you would have those conversations as you would expect with a, the boss or a senior, someone that's in a position to be able to give what you want. You turn around and say, well, you know, maybe if you come to me with a solution of how you can break this down and earn this or show me that you definitely want it or you definitely would be better with it, you know, and then they go away and they come back with, you know, and it's about teaching, not just, you know, maybe in a scenario with a boss, but, and yourself empowering yourself to those stages of, of how can I make this? There's so many like small things that we can do to feel slightly empowered and I was trying to look back at myself thinking oh you know yeah there was obviously that point where I left my ex and I was like wow and I think yeah actually that's an empowerment because I've carried it with me and empowerment usually you carry it with you because you want to pass that feeling on to other people you want to shine a light to others to say things are possible this is possible and I've always done that and I felt like I I'm so aware of people's relationships and going, you do not have to put up with things. And it's not just women, it's men that I, I, I have this, I feel like I'm like an advocate when it comes to people's relationships or if they, if they feel like they're trapped and I feel like, oh, I need to pass on this, this feeling that I had. It's okay. If you break through that wall, things will be better. Like it doesn't feel like it. Mm. So I have that, it, that feeling inside of me. Um, but also it could, I, I felt a, I would say it was empowerment. When I was starting my exercise routine and I was doing it every day and I was literally feeling in myself, I feel really in control of my body at the moment. And for some reason, I feel like I can achieve anything. Like I was a real individual. And it's a real strange feeling to have. And I couldn't put my finger on it but I just thought I think I was actually I empowered myself because I felt like I wasn't happy with the way I was feeling I wasn't feeling very strong I was feeling a bit sluggish and I thought oh I'm not feeling like I did when I was in my 20s and my mental health is going downhill I always feel a bit so I just thought I want to make that change I made that change and the feeling that I was getting back from my body was yeah you are feeling stronger you are feeling this and and I think that is a empowerment in itself because straight after that I was then talking to other people yeah you really need to be doing this exercise thing you need to be doing it because I want other people to feel that as well that they're in control of the body when I'm walking around I think yeah if I can do this to my body and my body is getting strong then who is somebody else to push me around do you know what I mean yeah, I, do you I know what I think it's coming back control. to that exercise thing there's a scenario that I found myself in I was I went running with someone ages ago years ago and um I I mean people don't know me on here but I mean I do like my fitness I do like doing weights and training and I like to push myself in terms of heaviness and stuff like that not because of like I just like feeling strong I really like it and um I just you know, I'm not too caught up on whether I'm too big or too small. I know that I don't like being skinny, but I just really, for me, I just like feeling like strong. 
And yeah. I remember running and I was running with this, this, um, you know, a person and chatting along and they, and I was just talking about, I was really passionate about, Oh, I, I managed to lift this or I managed to do this. And I'm so pumped about it running along. And they said to me, why do you bother? I mean, why do you even bother? You know, why are you worried? Why? You? I said, and I was like, I remember thinking to myself, well, I'm not worried. I don't, <laughs> I mean, I'm not worried about, I don't feel like I need to lift weights for people to like me. Like, I just know that my body's capable. And I said, actually, in answer to your question, if it is a question at all, um, is I really like giving my body the opportunity to excel. I said, because Mm. I'll be honest, like our bodies are pretty. Have you seen gymnasts? Have you seen people doing some crazy stuff? I mean, our bodies can actually do some pretty amazing things. And so... The fact that I'm just lifting a few weights and being really super strong in certain aspects of some of my life in now and again, um, and 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 it just it just in, it inspires me. My body inspires me that it can lift so things, and I think, wow, that's brilliant. Equally, when you feel like that and you see somebody not feeling like that, you just want to say, honestly, your body will follow you if you just give it the right tools. Like it really will. Like if it's the same with your brain, if you continually sit in that negative pool of nothing, but yet if you just give it some nice tools to work with in order to be able to a little bit of a nicer sort of skeleton framework to really work within, it will excel. It'll be like a little vine and it will work with all of those and entangle itself in it and go, yeah, this is great. And it will just really empower itself, your body and mind, you know, they're all muscles, you know, and let's not forget that, that we're just this ball of emotion in the middle of this amazing temple. I know. That is cool. It is cool. But I want to also talk about, um, well, how we can become empowered. I know that we've touched on a few little bits, but I just kind of want to run through uh, a few little bullet points that I've uh, created or found out. And I think, oh, they're quite helpful to just have. And then I want to move on a little bit to how we can empower our children as well, because it's great to empower adults, but we also want them to be, we want to teach children from the off that they feel empowered. So they don't have as much work to do when they're adults. They are there with, you know, they can save money on therapy and actually be at this place. Do you know what I mean? So as much as I really enjoy, and I think, right, I want to teach everyone. I think let's encourage the children anyway because they already have these skills they already have the skills all we are there is just to guide them a little bit you know so how we can become empowered as adults and we've already mentioned just listening to that inner voice that authentic inner voice what is going on for you um um just listening to ourselves if there's a talent or something that we have and we think, yeah, I want to pursue that. Pursue it. Now is the time. Now (laughs) is the time. I agree. So if there is something that you think, actually, I want to learn a new language, I've really wanted to do that, or I wanted to learn to drive, or I want to skydive, it could be anything like that, that will make an impact on your life that you think, actually, I want to pass, I'm a little bit scared, or I'm a bit anxious to do that. Can I just jump in quickly? Yeah, go on. And just say that when you ask someone that question, when you when someone asks them, when someone is asking themselves that question, what you know, I want to learn a new language, I want to do this, I want to do that. 
one of the biggest things that I used to say to myself, someone said to me is that if you just say to yourself, if you're saying, no, I can't do these things or, and you're putting obstacles in the way we press procrastinating, which is sometimes what we do. The best thing is to turn around and say, what would be the worst thing to happen? Yeah. Like, if oh, you yeah, didn't, if you is... didn't try it, like what, you know, if you didn't do it today, what, you know, or, or what, how would you feel if you didn't, you know, lots of things like that. Is, is it like creating oh, yeah. another scenario? Yeah, and, and, and just following that and thinking actually anything is possible. Like you said, even you think, oh, maybe I'm too old to do that or I can't. You just think, actually... What would be the worst thing that would happen? No, what, what, what could give it... Yeah, what could be the worst thing? In fact, what would probably happen is you'll get other people of a similar age that goes, actually, I might give that a go. And they might be inspired by you. Oh, yeah. You know, that's half the reason that I decided to take the course of becoming a counsellor is because I was thinking oh you know college they're years ahead maybe I'd miss the boat and I actually spoke to someone who was in their 50s that had just that had been qualified for like four or five years and I was like wow okay she's like 20 odd years older than me if she can do it then I can do it, you know, and that's that inspiration that makes you go, right, okay, let's do something. I think that's in, in, inspiration is that good one because you can sit there and you can, the, it only takes one person, only one person. And, and you only need to inspire one person for you to feel absolutely awesome, even more so than you already do feel. And it is just that one, one person, like for, for mm. one person to inspire you to continue growth or con, like, you know, do something different, make change. And then once you feel inspired and empowered, it only takes you to empower one other for you to valid, like, like to extra validate yourself in terms of what you've achieved because you're feeling like that. And no one, I, I, I don't know anyone that hasn't felt good about inspiring someone else. The same as if you go and do well, some fitness or you eat really well or you achieve something, you don't feel bad about it, you know? No, ex exactly, exactly. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, pursuing that, pursuing your passion or just recognizing what that is inside of you because it's something that wants to wants to change what is it um trusting your instincts as well you know oh i'm not really you know i'm not it, it, it could be anything for instance oh, i'm not really keen on that person i'm not really sure how they you know you we're not forced to associate with people all the time like that mm. you know if it's in a work environment fair enough you sort of but trust your gut, trust your instincts, because a lot of the, they're usually ahead of us about what's, and this is a bit different to anxiety because anxiety is usually coming from your head, which, in, um, which creates physical symptoms. What I'm talking about is that real gut that mm, something's not quite right or something, you know, listen to it. Mm. Um, and like we said before, we mentioned information is power, gathering that information about, you know, that would create more evidence for you. So if you were um, instantly at a job or you want to learn a new language or you want to learn a new sport, find out a little bit about it, get some information, you know, embrace yourself. There's no harm Googling something and going, actually, I just want to find out a little bit more about it for half an hour. Um, depending on your situation, it could be that you need support and that's okay from either a therapist or something to help you with that process, um, to talk through things and to gain more awareness of yourself and to process maybe past traumas or abuse. So mm. that's 
always a good idea to um, get support if you feel like you need it. Uh, meeting your needs. Now, this is a interesting one because how many times do we really meet our needs? Um, it could be that you need a bit of a mental health day and you think, actually, mm. I've had enough. And I, what I really need is to sit on the sofa and watch TV all day. Not every yep. day, but, you know, one day and you just think, what do I need? Actually, I need to go out for I'm a I'm not run. saying what that you have I... to go and watch TV. Your mental health day may be going out for a walk, turning off yeah, technology. It could, it could, it could, be, it could anything, be swimming. It could be anything, you know. Like... Recognising what your needs are. Actually, I'm, I'm really needing a night out with just my friends at the moment. And when you okay. when Meeting I notice yeah when I when I when you're when I notice that people are recognizing when they need and it's always a swap for something else in order to be able to meet a need you have to stop something else what's happening yeah. like you can't just go oh don't worry I'll just do it at the same time because there's no focus meeting a need making sure it's met it doesn't need focus and um you know, a clear out. It needs just a little bit of space around it to be able it to. It requires to... a little bit of selfishness sometimes. Yeah, that's and to a good go, word. This is my need, and I need a couple of hours to myself. I need to go up in my room and just, I just need to read a book for an hour. I need this uh, wind down. It's and saying it like that, if you're with a people, if you're in a partnership, saying, just saying, do you mind? Can I? Should I? I was thinking these are probably not really a good things. This is not a good way of getting your need across saying I need to so learning to be more assertive and saying, yeah, I need to do this. So I'm going to do that. Can you do this to make me have my need? Like just saying it out loud. Yeah. And actually people will be more receptive of that if they're nice, normal people. Um, obviously if you're living with a complete crazy narcissistic person that's you know unreliable whatever angry and whatever else maybe probably don't be so uh, like that but you know generally people will be receptive to you saying directly what it is that you'd like in order to be able to function better after yeah yeah that's that's yeah. perfect and oh, also yeah. like we've um discussed in our other episodes um challenging your beliefs and it could be your past beliefs and this can go back to conditions of worth as well when you're just challenging what's happened before challenging those beliefs are they still relevant are they still do you still believe in them or have you actually changed your mind have you found out more information that's made you go actually i think differently now and that being okay, because those beliefs can change. You can change. It's not linear where you're, you, you have to be the same. Once you're there, you have to stay the same. So always challenge your beliefs. Try and find out more from other people. Expand your mind. Are, are you still in the same place you were? Because that can also prevent you from moving forward if there's like, I feel like a scenario of like a, a tent. You know, if you're doing like the pegs, and taking them off but there's still a belief that you're stuck in that you haven't processed or challenged you can try and move forward but that peg's still just going to hold you back a little bit mm. so just goodbye you know about it. challenge it do you need to move your tent around do you need to have a little look and go do i need to be in another place now 
I think, you do know? you know what, your episode, Hayley, well, this episode, our episode, but your, your uh, you know, highlight, I guess, topic is, um, you know, for our episode 10, it really does lend itself well to a really nice flow of episodes that we have had. And so if you are a listener yeah. that hasn't listened to any of our episodes before, you know, I really would recommend listening to all of those elements and topics because, you know, and I'll read them out for you. So the first one we did was all about co-regulation um, and that's just about regulating yourself. And, and if you had co-regulation as a child, you'd be able to regulate yourself um, singularly as an adult. And if not, so it's about understanding that piece. Um, then the second one was attachment issues. Have you, you know, sort of developed or, you know you? you know what st- attachment style are you you know there's quite a few to work within but ultimately it's a good about recognizing that as well then conditions of value is number three where we look beyond um you know w- what we're worth etc and and are we putting conditions on that or are we allowing others to put conditions on that um then the other one is imposter syndrome where you're you know thinking to yourself as you know I do really well and then you think no I, I can't give yourself credit so you're not valuing your own um ability and then we go about anxiety and just in general anxieties that come with all of those things, which is a wonderful uh, episode. And then number six was codependence and narcissism. They're very, very um, closely related. And, uh, and narcissism, like you say, is in several, several different forms. And, uh, you know, it's almost like the autism spectrum. It, it's quite big um, and, and not, it, all, it doesn't all come from being angry and mean. It, it, it just comes from being a learned behavior sometimes and can be fixed and unlearned. And then seven is, is gaslighting, similar thing to sort of narcissism in that sense that, you know, it's something that can be unlearned. It's an, um, and, and just but in recognizing these things and empowering yourself. And so, and then obviously love language is eight, learning how to be very simple, you know, put things in, you know, how do you receive love and give love? And then nine was self-actualization, which is all about your needs and really learning to be that so using the sort of Abraham Maslow's hierarchy um so i guess style system which is basically you know looking at how you can meet your needs and and going up that sort of ladder to self-actualization and then today which is basically understanding empowerment and how to get there and that it's not just a frivolous word to use when you feel a bit confident one day um it's it's something mm. that you can really attain um for different parts you don't suddenly feel empowered yeah. and it's, that's it's it. a process and it's an endless it's it's just suddenly gaining um, empowerment in different elements to your life and mm. that's something that you need to sort of do so I really do think it's a great subject today um, but yeah I think um, nice chat on that Hayley yeah well I have, have you got, got some more stuff last... oh go well, sorry just just because I then. said that Give we would talk bit. about just empowering our children and oh, things yes. that we can do to empower that's our a really good one. children which is can be so simple but obviously um, there's a line because we have to parent our children and guide them and there are certain things that they cannot do but there's ways that we can empower them by making those decisions and they can be small decisions but all of these little decisions they make and they do these processes on their own like we were talking about big things as adults now as children we look at them as smaller things but they are still big to them yeah so we need to look it's still the same scale um of that process they're going through they will still feel that same amount of empowerment it's just going to be um at the same level as they can cope with it or they can deal with it it's just with them so what um i have put down is don't invalidate their feelings 
you know let them explain how like children i have said this from the start children have all these feelings they are so natural at just explaining themselves they will just pour out how they're feeling at the time and they might not always be able to articulate it but the emotions are all there so it's about us just kind of guiding them labeling them don't invalidate it like for instance it can be oh you know don't be silly uh, that's nothing to cry about why are you scared of that don't be silly it's only this and that's stuff that we do say as parents i may have been guilty of it myself mm. but yeah, yeah straight away you're invalidating what they're feeling as big you know we look at it and go look it's not really real like there isn't any monsters under the bed ex exactly and and children have these gut instincts they have these and and they are so natural to them and what we've just been saying to adults is trust your gut instincts trust this listen to your body now children only do that they only listen to their body and we need to recognize that we're not we're not just because we are parents of them it doesn't mean that we have to stop and go right we need to make these decisions they are very capable of making certain decisions or at least um bringing them to the table putting their opinion across and the more we support them the more that i look at it is when they get older we're not just helping children we're helping many adults when they get older i want them to be able to go into relationships um friendships relationships with a confident outlook of, I know myself, I know my bodies. If there's a feeling that I'm getting, is there a gut feeling and something's telling me that this is uncomfortable or this is not good, I want them to be able to go with that and trust themselves and think, yeah, I'm not gonna do that because it doesn't feel right. Rather than saying, for instance, it could be that, um, like my stepdaughter, uh, a few weeks ago said oh when I was around uh, my uncle I felt a bit awkward uh, so I don't know what to do about that didn't have many conversations felt a bit awkward and so it's not a this is not talking about this obviously it, what I'm saying is instead of me going right well you don't need to feel awkward it's your uncle I can go right let's have a little look at what was awkward there because actually, how often does he talk to a 14-year-old girl in the week? Yeah. Never. So he is probably feeling a bit awkward about the conversation as well. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So let's explore a little bit about what's going on. And, you know, and I was talking to her about how we can explore that conversation. Actually, the other person may be feeling that awkwardness as well. So it's not saying you shouldn't be feeling that. Let's find out why you're feeling it mm. um labeling their feelings i've said that before again and also it's accountable it's being accountable isn't it as well because ultimately you know you you fire off like she may have suddenly felt a little bit awkward from him a little bit then she yeah. would then feel a bit awkward from him and then he would feel even more awkward because he's feeling awkward and then she's feeling awkward so then it's like a double awkward so but it's about yeah, sort of it rather than blaming blaming someone and saying it, it, each other but i think because you look at someone as being the adult she was maybe thinking right he needs to initiate conversation right so yeah. um i'm feeling awkward because she didn't know what to say because he wasn't saying much to all term so it's me going well actually how often is he in this situation with a 14 year old girl mm. never 
you know, yeah. he goes to work with adults. You're his only 14-year-old niece. So yeah. to him, he's probably thinking, what do I talk to a 14-year-old girl about? So there's awkwardness on his part as well mm. as hers. Um, so it's just explaining that and not invalidating that and just talking through it and going, actually, what kind of conversations could we have? What could we ask this person? You know, um, so doing that and, and, and for instance, you know, letting them achieve something, um, is quite nice. Uh, letting them go with things, choosing their own, what do we need? Do we need a knife and fork or do you think a spoon would be better? Those small little choices or them having an impact on their little world. Now remember, it's, it's their world is much smaller than ours, so the impacts do not have to be huge. And I've said before about And we are all biased, out, you know, we're biased as adults, you know, because we've yeah, already no, done Yeah, exactly, stuff. because we think, well, I've made the right decision there, we should have a knife and fork, that's it. You know, this is how I've been taught. When actually, Sometimes someone might, want might a spoon. That You might need a spoon, actually. I, I have a spoon and with a curry. And oh, you know, right. some okay, people prefer I have a fork. This thing, knife and fork. I need to have a knife and fork. When actually, my daughter was like, "Well, it's easier to pick up peas with a teaspoon." Actually, you're right there. It is easy. I've always given them. Well, I've maybe I've I've always given a teaspoon to my children, Haley, that have peas, because I'm like, no, "Oh, I those do. peas no, are buggers." Is, this is <laughs> this is, but this is listening to your children. So yeah. for me, I've learned that now and thought. Actually, that was my own belief system that I'm like, right, yes, we use number four. Where now, oh, would you like me to get you a spoon? Oh, yeah, okay. You know, just listening to what ideas they have. Going out in the sunshine, hot, cold, you know, rainy. Is it a huge thing if they're wearing this coat that we were saying about um, or not? Let's give them that option. No, I don't need it. I'm warm. Okay, that's absolutely fine. I'm going to take the coats with me just in case. Um, in case the weather changes or we feel like we need to put our coats on. Now, again, as soon as they go outside and if they feel like they need to put a coat on, they will get that sense of empowerment by going, oh, I need, um, can I have my coat on? They put that on. They were successful. To us, it's nothing. To them, they've been able to go, I don't want it. Okay, yes, I actually do need it. And I've asked for it and the result is successful. But there is no guilt or shame in that. That's yeah. the key. So we don't want a parent in the background going, told you so. Yeah, no, we don't want that you. either. This is yeah. what you needed to do. You should listen to me. Because again, as much as they... Because that's also competing. That, you know, that's competing with your children. And that's but, not good. And that's, you know. and that's not meeting... They're not impacting the world and having a successful result. They're impacting the world. And then you're telling them that actually I have a better idea. And you should listen to me first. So when they potentially, the me these are small messages that we're giving our kids. So in the future, they will doubt themselves. Does that person know a bit more than me, than I know myself? No, I'm feeling really hot, but we always have to wear full pyjamas to bed. Do you know what I mean? Like my daughter yeah. and go, well, actually, you're hot. Maybe just wear your knickers. That's okay. Oh, right. Okay. I don't have to. But sometimes little things like that can be empowering yeah. for a child if I don't want to do I don't want to do this or and and listening I remember my son he was trying to get his pen license at school and he was working so hard if anyone and doesn't know what a pen license is it's basically <laughs> in secondary school if you're not in the UK it basically means you get to a certain 
like you know you earn wait, when, when you get to it you earn to write with a pen with so ink. when he's in with ink so yeah. he can only write with pencil and then you have to earn a license to write with ink so he was really practicing but in year five you just get given this pen license and everyone just gets given a pen but he was saying mom i don't want it just given to me i want to earn it i want to earn it and i was like oh. and obviously covid happened and his teacher was like you're going to get it through easter and then covid happened and he was really working so hard and i was sitting there getting to a point where i was thinking if if he does not get this pen license there is a real missed opportunity here and i was so close because it was getting to the last couple of days of school and i thought i'm actually serious i don't want to be one of those parents but i will be like on their case of are he's you worked just, so yeah. hard <laughs> he needs to have that sense of achievement and yeah. luckily i thought Haley, step back and trust the process so i wrote an email and then i didn't send it and i went trust the process yeah and on the last day of school he came out and went I've earned my pen license. Oh my God. And I was, and, and his teachers went, the smile on his face and how static he was, like, it was amazing. So to me, he's gained that empowerment. He wanted to do it and he'd worked so hard. And to have that recognized and met with his success is, I've made that change. So, you know, those are small things to us, but to them, they can be huge and really feed their self. Uh, worth their value and these are all things these are stepping building blocks but when they get older this is evidence that they can always fall back on well actually i had a similar feeling you know when i was a bit younger and it turned out right you know i was able to make that decision when i was younger and it was okay i i you know i spoke to my teacher i wasn't happy about something and i spoke to my teacher try as much as we want to take control over the all the time with mm. certain things yeah let them have a voice and say actually let's talk to your teacher together what yeah. do you want to say pass it over to them because you're there to support but if they can feel like they've had an impact on something they will get the empowerment yeah. And I think so, when you get, I mean, they, these are all things that make us alive as adults, you know, and um, if you've been in, if you've been a parent um, that has been sort of too much, you know, too much doing, you know, not, not allowing your children to make mistakes or um, just do things by themselves or waiting for things or learning from real things. You know, if you made a deal, you stick by the deal. If you, you know, if this is the process, this is the process. We don't jump the process. We do everything in order to be able to get through the process. If you sort of tried to sort of, you know, cut corners, I guess, and things like that. You're not doing any favors to your children. Um, and, and when they become adults, they just assume that things are way easier than that. And it's so much, it's so much harder to learn a harder way when you get older than it is to learn an easier way. So you're naturally going to learn easier ways as you get into being an adult. Um, but you won't naturally learn harder ways. Um, exactly. And it's, and it's little things about also respecting your boundaries. Now, if we're trying to also, put, um, protect children from abuse we need them to know that it is okay if something isn't feeling right it probably is not right they are able to talk because i watched this interesting program this was months ago and this is relevant she was saying she was walking back from school one day um she got sexually abused by someone in the bushes she spoke to her mum about it her mum went right this is it, we need to go to the police. They went to the police, the guy got arrested, absolutely fine. She was like, this is brilliant. Then what happens at a later point, 
she then gets abused by a family member. She goes to her mum and says the same thing. I'm, I'm, this has happened. It is not received with the same response. Unfortunately, ah, oh, that's what he's like. Let's not, don't worry about it. It never got pursued and it just got brushed under the carpet. So if we, so it's, it was interesting because you think, God, this girl learn, I can speak to my mum about everything and unbelieve. And then when it comes to a family member or when it's something a bit uncomfortable, we don't believe you. Yeah. It's invalidate those feelings. So if we're going to believe our children, we need them to feel comfortable to talk to us about anything. And unfortunately, majority of sexual abuse cases are done by people that we know and family members. And we need our children to be comfortable enough to say, I don't feel safe or I don't feel comfortable, and we need to respect that. We need to respect that they have their boundaries as well. And this goes back to- It's also not just about believing like every single thing a child says. It's not, we're not saying that. We're saying- No, 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 we're not saying it because there's actually a interesting program that I've just, a series that I've just finished watching, and they filmed a child that was getting an examination from a doctor, yeah? And it was an absolutely fine examination. What they did is they interviewed that child afterwards, and they, they basically, the idea is that how children do have an imagination. So yeah. after a couple of weeks of interviewing this particular child, this child was then saying, this doctor put this here and touch me there and touch me there. But they'd had the whole examination on film. So they knew that this did not happen. So we're not saying that, that I don't want that to invalidate the child. But what I'm saying is, is that we can also be leading as adults as well. We want them to feel actually it doesn't have to be that they're touching me here we don't, it doesn't have to go that far it can be i don't really feel comfortable but the thing is what, what we do is that person on the cheek i don't feel comfortable yeah i think but we sometimes adults i spoke to someone briefly about this actually about a week and a half ago randomly that you're saying about this about children like it's not about not believing it's not about them not saying mm. what happens is that they uh, children naturally want to please an adult they want to be able to yeah. give the right answer to an adult so if an adult yeah. probes and says so what happens then and they and, and genuinely if a child says well actually i don't remember fully what happened then you as an adult need to receive that information with okay that's fine rather than saying yeah. well, you must remember something that happened like saying did these words you must did you feel this way or how did this happen here or maybe this happened there or or when you went tell me exactly what happened when you're walking home they may yeah. again say something like well i don't know he and they may add in the words like may and then or it could have um it might have been or um, and then what happens is they start to remember things that didn't really happen. Like if yeah. you term, so if you say, if like they say, think like, oh, he was wearing a red top, I think. And then you go, okay, so he was wearing a red top. And then you write it down as like gospel. Yeah. Then, then all of a sudden they go, oh, well, that was the right answer to give. You know, children are very simple as in they want to please, but they're also very intuitive. They know what they're saying. But um, you have to sometimes take it as it is. So if a child says... Exactly. We need to... This, and this is what they said in the programme, is that we need to believe the children when they're saying something's happening. But we also need to believe them when they say that there is not anything yes. happening. Yes. So we need to... But this is, this is exactly just creating that space, letting them know that there are boundaries and they have their own boundaries. So straight from the off, they can say, yeah... Uh, they can say to anybody, you're a bit close. I don't feel comfortable with you that close. Yeah. And that's okay for them to feel like that. Just because people are family members, it doesn't mean we always have to be 
hugging and kissing. There are some times when you think, I'm just, I, I'm not feeling very well. This, well, this person that. said to me, you know, that, you know, because obviously I sort of said, you know, what about, you know, a child that's always sort of says the same, you know, same story. Generally, children won't, won't deviate in terms of what, if it, they're telling mm-hmm. the truth, it won't, it will become, you know, if they've been pushed and pulled and so many, and they speak to so many different people and this, the, the, the story's being repeated. She turned around and said, the person that takes the first call, like the person that takes the first, the, the, ch- the, the time that the child opens up to, the, to that person, the first person, that's, that's the story. That's the, the feeling. That's the thing you're getting. The minute they turn around and say, you know, this has happened and I don't know how to feel. That's the absolute truth from that child. Now, yeah. from that point on, that adult then um, would either then put them in front of other people or tell, tell, tell so-and-so your story. Tell, tell, and then it has to become a bit more elaborate because so many different people yeah. have answers. So, well, they're also, yeah, like you said, they're looking, they're thinking to you, what does this person want to hear? Do I need to add a few? How are they? They're looking at your facial expressions. Mm. They're looking at what? So just letting them come to you. And that's with, you know, and obviously I don't, you know, want to go too much into it. But the idea is that we are trying to create boundaries for our children. We're trying to empower them so they can say, and it's interesting, you know, even like with play fighting or whatever, if someone says stop, that needs to be respected by the other person. Yeah, but that other child needs to know that stop means stop because again, this can be silly. Oh, what they're play fighting and it doesn't really mean anything. But actually, we're setting a guidance for when they're older here. If they learn stop means stop, this is a boundary. You've gone too far. I've had enough. Yeah, right. Okay, that's good. We need to respect that. And also with like girls as well, we comment so much on how they look that we forget that they are actually very intelligent and Mm. they have, you know, there's a lot going on. They're not just pretty all the time. Like Mm. sometimes we use the word, oh, you look beautiful, you look pretty. And that's fantastic to use all of that, but also using different language with our children. Wow, you're looking really athletic. You're really strong when you do that. Wow, your reading is great. You did this and, and noticing other things that are not just on physical appearance or that stereotypical and also, yeah, and focusing like on, oh yeah football you need not to do on, this yeah and also not like generally focusing to the children about how it outwardly looks to others you know not trying to say oh yeah. no like if you do that then everyone's going to think you're great because that's just ridiculous yeah. when when my you know daughter you know starts to talk about what she likes to do i'm i'm like yes this is brilliant so then i just go into the questions of so how did that make you feel like talk to me about that because obviously what you're telling me now is you're excited about that that feels great like how else tell me some more words that it makes you feel like you know what does that and I really like having those conversations with her but we are stepping into the hour now I know and um, it was I told you we felt like such a big one yeah it is a big one and I think about it and I do feel like I kind of I don't want to become a preachy but I do I am definitely preachy Hayley definitely I think I am passionate about empowering others and I'm passionate about empowering our children and giving them that strength to have those boundaries and to create you know when they get older to already have that confidence and security. I I think what we're going to do as well is I think we had some really great um, conversations and sort of mind sort of flows to be able to put something together for you um, and sort of post it out and uh, in order to be able to create that flow um, that we talked about that sort of empowerment flow. Um, so me and Haley will work on that and get something out to you as well. All right. And that will be on our Instagram page, but, um, thank you very much for listening. It's been awesome.
And uh, just again, and this is almost like a little disclaimer, anything we say are our own opinions and they are not to be taken as, you know, gospel or any medical advice, et cetera. If you are struggling and you're, you know, really are at you know, a particular point in your life where you really do need assistance or help, um, none of our help should be taken as its own. And you should also seek therapy um, or, you know, advice from your doctor or therapist outside of, um, you know, any extra sort of, you know, things that you're doing. Um, would you agree? <laughs> yes, 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 definitely agree. These are just our views that you can take and our opinions, on it yep. yourself and go, yeah, I agree or not, but they are our opinions and our views. Um, equally, if you are enjoying the, um, the, the series, the Instagram post, the, the, the podcast, please do let us know. We really enjoy the value of feedback as well as share, tell everybody about it, ask people to come on and, and listen as well. Um, and then maybe sort of we have some discussions. We have a live session generally every Tuesday um, in the evening at eight o'clock, although for the next couple of weeks, that might be just offer it, um, you know, for a little bit, have a little bit of a break while we just um, look at putting out our new, new um, series about it's called the Peer People Series, and the first set of series will be about toxic, toxic people um, and what that looks like, and that will be an eight-week series. So um, that will let you know on Instagram when that comes out. But yeah, awesome that you are back and you're listening. Do let us know how we get on um, and how we are making you feel, and if it's, if it's empowering yourself or inspiring you, any of our talks, chats, and opinions, and um, our, our self um you know what are we doing we're kind of like giving everybody our own heart as it were aren't we just delving into our past and giving it to everyone but you know honesty is key here and i think if people were more honest maybe people some people would be saved or um you know maybe feel a little bit more um you know a little bit better uh, about certain things every day but yeah thank you very much great topic Hayley awesome to touch on all of those things adult as well as children i think that's a very um you know key point but yeah so we will go and uh, let, let you get on. See you later, Hayley. See you later. Thank you very much. Bye. 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 Wow, another strong subject there. Thanks so much for the topic, Hayley. Empowerment. You sit there and you think to yourself, do I know what that means? Do I not? I'm hoping from this particular episode that you've really managed to sort of break that down a little bit and, and take on board what we said and think, am I really empowering myself? And does it just stand alone? I really do think we kind of, I guess, geeked the hell out of this particular word. Don't you reckon, Hayley? <laughs> yes, I definitely do. I feel like we really, I could have probably had another extra half hour, an hour talking about it. But we spoke about what the word the definition of the word how we can what steps we can do to take to become empowered what that empowerment feeling is and how we can empower our children and what steps we can do as parents or caregivers to try and give our children that empowerment it sounds great i mean i really hope that all you listeners out there have literally taken on board some of those things look out for the empowerment flow that me and Haley are going to put together it will come out on instagram most likely we're hoping that you have felt inspired and empowered by this episode thanks thanks a lot bye Oh, and just one last thing. What we really do need is your help. And I don't normally like to ask for help, but this time we really do need it. If you pop along to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review, this really helps our podcast get seen. And it means that everyone else and other people can learn and hear it too. If you're able to do that, that would be awesome.